In just one generation, the internet connected people across the globe. And now, slow news days are a thing of the past. It's a lot to keep track of, but WHIP has you covered with local, national, and international stories. Join us for a rational look at a complex world. This is Rational Radio on WHIP. Friday. It is our last show before spring break. We're doing, well, we're doing, we're both going on long journeys tomorrow morning. Oh, yes. Um, Emily, where, where are you going tomorrow? I'm going home to Massachusetts. And you're taking a Greyhound a bus. A bus six hours. That's so long. Yeah. And yep. I'm flying to Oregon tomorrow. Um, that's that's, it's going to be a really long plane ride. I have like a three-hour layover in Denver. And I feel like I the flight is so much plane, worse. Yeah. Which is totally is so fine, but it's my first it's my first flight um, by myself, which is kind of, it's a little bit scary, but at the same time, like I've been on enough flights with other people before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Uh, spring break starts now. Um, this is so the last excited. thing that I have to do before I can finally be done. With Me too. I mean, aside from filling out the FAFSA, um, if you go to Temple, today is the last day for priority, um, the priority deadline for filling out the FAFSA. So yeah, I did mine Wednesday night. I like get midnight. it done. So um, do it because it's the process. I have to go find my tax information from 2017. Yep. You know, it just be like that. Um, so we're gonna move into some news. So the this is coming from NPR. States are moving to restrict parents' refusal to vaccinate their kids. So at least eight states, including some that have experienced measles outbreaks this year, um, we have experienced measles outbreaks this year, want to remove personal exemptions for the measles vaccine. And some states would remove the the exemption for all vaccines. So... Right now, all U.S. states require most parents to vaccinate their children against preventable diseases like measles, mumps, rubella, etc. in order to attend school. This also applies to private schools and daycares, not just public schools. Michelle Malo, a professor of health research at Stanford, said that claiming exemption from vaccines, i.e. being able to opt out of getting vaccines, is easier than ever before. She said, quote, you can believe that vaccines don't work or that they are unsafe or they simply fly in the face of your parenting philosophy, end quote. There have been a record number of measles outbreaks, a disease that was once considered eradicated. Um, So there have been 159 reported cases since the start of 2019, literally two months ago, with most of the patients being children who were not vaccinated. For reference, measles is a highly contagious airborne and disease which spreads easily. It can cause hospitalization and sometimes death. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Unvaccinated children aren't the only ones in danger of catching it, though. Adults with suppressed immune systems and infants not old enough to, the, to get the vaccine can easily catch it. There are obviously some anti-vaxxers who are against the motion, as they say it infringes upon their spiritual and religious belief and carries a, quote, risk of harm, end quote. Um, So this whole vaccines cause autism debate, this was years ago, and it was debunked years ago, and the studies 
were considered fraudulent. The guy who did these studies, his me- his examining, like his medical license was taken away. It's not true. Um, so far, the only states that prohibit all vaccine exemptions are Mississippi, West Virginia, and California. Um, so, first of all, we should not be having eradicated diseases showing up right now. Diseases that were literally eradicated in the 1950s are coming back. Like diseases that literally wiped out thousands and thousands of people in the population are literally coming back because people aren't vaccinating their children or themselves. Right. This is okay. It's these. It's been so long since we got rid of these diseases and now they're coming back because like, okay, first of all, it's kind of problematic that people are like, oh, well, if I vaccine, then my child will get autism. Like, Okay, you would you would rather your child die from a deadly disease than have autism? Is it's, that what you're saying? Like, it's so like just that it, that argument within itself makes me so angry because it's like you're literally putting not only your child at risk but yourself at risk and the general population at risk because you would rather not vaccinate your child right. than people risk who, your child having autism, which is, wouldn't even happen because of vaccines to begin with. People who are physically unable to get vaccines should be just as safe as the rest of us. Exactly. And yet there are people who are refusing to get vaccines, who are able to get vaccines, and then putting people who are unable to get vaccines in danger. Yeah. Like, this I'm, is a serious issue. I've people. read something. Of, I don't know. Don't quote me on this. I think it was like a few months ago or like a year or so ago where there was a case in Ohio of not necessarily polio itself, but a polio-like um disease coming back and it's just like this is happening because people are ignoring people are literally ignoring years and years of science and research on vaccines and vaccinations and how they literally prevent diseases and instead risking themselves and their children because they don't want to put quote unquote risks and harms into their bodies this is not a risk and harm like if you're worried about putting risks and harms in your children's bodies, there are other things to be concerned about yes. than um, things that prevent disease. GMOs cause risks and harms. There are a ton of carcinogens in foods. If you listened yesterday, Amber's yeah, we were whole, just talking about Amber's last went on a whole night. rant about like all of these things that we eat that could quite literally kill us. And I'm pretty sure vaccinating your kids is co- like lower on the list yeah, of that things is- that would kill you. Right. You, vaccination is not very high up on the list of things that are going to kill you. It's definitely not going to cause autism. And even if it is, it's pretty ableist to assume that a deadly disease is better than autism. Like, wow. It's okay. like it's completely mind boggling. And it's like just thinking of like people who would say, I would rather not like, quote, I would rather not put dangers in my body to avoid my child having autism is just like. Like you're literally consider you're literally like considering, base you're basically considering like risking your child and like them falling to right. diseases and possibly death, not to be like harsh or whatever, because you want to avoid autism, which won't happen because of vaccines again. <laughs> yeah, vaccines once again, they do not cause autism. This is a message for the whole world. Anti-vaxxers. Vaccines vaccines will not give your children autism. Please get your children vaccinated. If they are physically able to be vaccinated, if their immune systems are strong enough to be vaccinated, do it because it's important. 
Um, so I mean, it's, it's not like it's some little issue. It's literally life or death. Like it's quite literally life or death. Like, right. You're based not only putting yourself at risk, but so many people like as like as you mentioned, adults with suppressed immune systems, infants who aren't old enough to get these vaccines. You're literally you're li- it's literally right. life or death. To decide An infant will literally die if you give it measles. Exactly. Like measles. We're literally talking about measles coming back in 2019. Do you like do you do you remember anything about um, South American history when the Spanish right. conquistadors came in and killed all of the <laughs> Native American people with measles? Literally measles and polio and smallpox. These were all these the last the last known cases at least I know of that were talked about were in like the 1940s and 1950s when people started vaccinating their children and look people vaccinated their children and they didn't come back but look people aren't vaccinating the children and now they're back because people do not want to vaccinate their kids right there's a pretty clear cause here for people getting measles and it's people not vaccinating against measles and People are like, well, just wash your hands and just like be really hygienic. But it's like, well, this can travel in the air. So it's not like it's something it's not like a common cold where, you know, you cough on me and I could probably maybe get it. If you cough on me, I will get it. It's not like it's completely unavoidable. Yeah, completely avoidable. I mean, we even we even have a mumps outbreak right now at Temple. We got the email yesterday about a mumps outbreak on campus. Like, please get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Like. For the safety of yourself and the general population, just, like, this topic makes me feel, because, like, I know someone, there's someone in my family, like, a family friend, who has, like, seven children, I kid you not, and they're all within, like, a year apart. She has seven children, and she says she doesn't want to vaccinate her children, because she she did research, and it's, like, harmful for her kids, and it's just going to hurt her kids in the long run. And I'm just like, if one of your children gets measles, all seven of your children will get measles. Yeah, that's not, that's not the, that's not a good. Like, I'm just trying, like, she was like, well, I did research on it. It's like, what research did you do? Because obviously it wasn't, like, it wasn't good research. Right. (laughs) I mean, the hardest thing about, like, doing your research online is that you look up a specific thing that you want to hear. You're going to find research to support it. That doesn't mean it's good research. Exactly. Like, if you look up vaccines are bad. You will get research that says vaccines are bad, but it's not <laughs> good research. Like it's not. <laughs> I just that's just how the Internet works. Like you can't do good research if you're looking up like what you want to hear. Yeah, it's like it's 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 just like there's a completely avoiding all the research that's been done to prove that vaccines are good. And instead of focusing on the research, that's the one research study that proved that vaccines were bad. That was also considered fraudulent. It's just. Like, it's completely unbelievable. And, like, I completely understand states um, passing this kind of legislation because it literally puts everyone at risk. And it's not, like, a little situation. It's literally putting thousands and thousands and millions of people, like, literally millions of people at risk. Because when you have, like, a thousand students packed in a building, students, because, you know, in elementary schools, everything travels. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Elementary schools are, like disease literally incubators (laughs) so it's like you know if one kid in elementary school has it everyone's gonna get it if they're not vaccinated which can be prevented if everyone gets vaccinated right nobody's gonna get it no one can get it and um i mean obviously there are spiritual reasons for not getting it which is on one hand that's understandable but on the other hand you know like religion has adapted over centuries Mm -hmm. like it's adapted to the like real life in christianity you you used to not be able to wear mixed fabrics Mm -hmm. and um that's not you can now 
And so I just feel like there are some adaptations that might be necessary. But on the other hand, like the idea is that if everyone who is able, who does not have a spiritual reason against getting vaccines, um, if they all have vaccines, then the people who do not get them, who are who are physically unable or who spiritually won't do them, those are that's a small enough population that if the world around them is all vaccinated, then they shouldn't have to worry about those diseases coming back. Yeah. And it, now they do. It's like not like it. People are like, well, it's a touchy subject. It's not that it's a touchy subject. It's just like it's a subject with hard evidence and hard facts and people just <laughs> want to ignore it <laughs> and instead like focus on just like, you know, harming millions of people because they won't get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, this should not be like a it's it's so crazy that this is like a political issue. Such a big issue. Yeah. Like it's crazy. OK, uh, we have to go on to our first break right now and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, Virginia's first lady who apologized for handing cotton to black students. And we are back. Um, go check out the forest, guys. It's a <laughs> it's a cool place to check out. We like it in the forest. Um so we were just talking about we were just talking about vaccines. We were getting pretty heated about ma- vaccines. Please but vaccinate your children. We have decided. <laughs> we have come to the conclusion that you should vaccinate please, your children. Please do it. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about we're going to talk about uh, Virginia's first lady who has apologized for handing cotton to black students on a tour. So Pan Northam, she is the wife of. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. She was giving a tour of the governor's mansion when she handed out raw cotton to some young black students and asked them to imagine what it would be like to be a slave. It should be noted that Governor Northam himself is under fire after a scandal over a racist yearbook photo with him in blackface appeared earlier this year. Mrs. Northam has said that she has done the same for every tour, even to white visitors. The mother of one of the black students said that her daughter was singled out as she was one of the only three black students in the group of 100. While people are saying the first lady did not target and mean to offend anyone, many critics are saying that Virginia's administration is not properly handling the seriousness of their actions and the racial insensitivities. So, Virginia, you're having having some problems right now. With the racial thing, um, basically, don't wear blackface. If you think somebody might take something that you're doing as being racially insensitive, don't, don't do, do it. it. It's <laughs> the fact that we have to talk like talk about this on air and like have to like say on the radio like, don't be racist, don't do something racist. And I mean, it's this like... is something that like we've talked about this more than once now Multiple in the times. past month. Multiple times. Yeah. I mean, the Northams, obviously, they need some racial sensitivity training or something. Like, like the thing that gets me with Ralph Northam himself when he was like, yes, I take responsibility for the photo. And then he's like, wait, JK, that wasn't me. It's like, who was it? Like, you just said it was you. Like, if it wasn't you, why didn't you say that from the beginning? Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, If you do wear blackface, don't lie and say that it wasn't you because... Like, like, who are you saying it was? Like, it's shouldn't. Who there, else is it going to be? There's something going on in Virginia because it's not even just like the Northams themselves. I think it was like 
the vice president, uh, the vice president, the um, lieutenant, <laughs> the lieutenant governor, the vice president of Virginia. Yeah, the lieutenant governor himself had a scandal. I don't remember what it was. Um, oh wait, no, wasn't the lieutenant governor? Wasn't he accused of sexual assault and misconduct as well? Someone uh, in Virginia was probably. I think it was the lieutenant governor. <laughs> We're don't, just gonna don't. go with um, yeah. probably. Yeah, for most. Yeah. Scandal. So um, just like Virginia, in itself is just. There's so many things happening, and the fact that this, like, incidents like this continue to happen without being addressed or people being reprimanded for it is just like, this is just going to make it seem like it's okay to do this because people will get mad at you for a day and then they'll get over it. Right. Like, okay, if you do something wrong, don't lie and say it was like you didn't mean it or be like, oh, well, that wasn't my intention, so I shouldn't get in trouble for it. Like, if what you did is taken as being racially insensitive by one of the groups who has been historically, um, who has been historically attacked and targeted in this country and exploited, then you should just say, I am really sorry for doing something that hurt you. Um, Please forgive me. I will work my best to move on from this and never do something like that again. Yeah, when you're being someone, like, oh, I do it to white people too, so it's fine. That is still that doesn't not, make it okay. Like, that's not like that's not how it works. When you're mm-hmm. not when you're someone in a, an elected position, in a position of power, even though her, her she herself is not like in a position of power, she's still first lady. That's power within itself. But when you're someone who has so much power like this, and you need to know how to handle it properly and know that how to go about certain situations because you know the, the moves you make and the things you do will be scrutinized so if you are going to do something like this it's just like you need to don't they don't like don't politicians like i know celebrities go through but don't politicians go through like insensitive like sensitivity training and like pr training and i feel stuff? like you should like you like, need to know how to hit like the fact that like people have one people have to teach you how to like not be racist but two it's just like you should have known better. Like, also not to mention, like, the mansion they were visiting was also built by slaves. Right. Like, okay, so... you already know that this is going to be, like, that you have to be careful about It's what a spicy topic. It's, you know, it's like, um, there's, like, obviously the location that you're in, the time period that you're talking about, you can't, like, target the three black kids in the class and be like, imagine if you were a slave, like. Yeah, she was like. God. She was like, um, she said that she passed it around to everyone in the group and that she didn't target everyone, but she like asked a question to the general group. But it's like, if it's, they felt targeted, then exactly because it's like, like you in a group of 100 people, 90, uh, sorry, three of them were black. When you ask a question like that, who are the first people people are going to look at? Right. If you ask that about... question, the whole place is going to turn to those three people and you're exactly. going to be and like, even if you were like asking a general question, like those people are still targeted. They yeah. still feel targeted. Yeah. And you just like, just don't be like, imagine if you were a slave. Like that's not what kind of a, what, like what yeah. kind of like a tour guide thing is that to say? Yeah, and people think like, oh, racism is over. Things are better. Why is this such a big deal? Well, because we're still like, even though racism is over, there's still the repercussions of it. Um, black Americans are still targeted. They're still oppressed. They're still marginalized. And like things like this are never going to go away. And it's just, 
like I can't even like formulate like a coherent response to this because <laughs> I'm just like the fact that we even have to like talk about this is so crazy. But yeah. like okay, two things we're gonna say on the show: please vaccinate your kids and don't be racist. <laughs> like it's not it's not hard. Like I don't I can't even like yeah. Just don't be just don't be racist. I don't think I don't think there's even anything else for us to say about it. Like yeah. just don't be racist. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to move on to another story. Um, LGBT advocates are criticizing Joe Biden for calling Mike Pence decent. Oh, um, where is this coming from, Emily? Oh, I'm so sorry. This came from BBC. Okay. I was, I mean, I just, I'm on my phone, so I didn't want to like click it and yeah, lose no, the story. Came, this okay. Came from this is coming from BBC. Um, Joe, Joe Biden spoke at a foreign policy conference on Thursday where he called Vice President Mike Pence a, quote, decent guy. The exact quote referenced the vice president stepping in on behalf of Donald Trump and receiving total silence from the world leaders he was addressing. This prompted Biden to call Pence a decent guy. However, critics were quick to call Biden out, saying that Pence is not decent, considering his history and views on LGBTQ rights. In case nobody remembers, Pence en enacted several anti-LGBTQ laws and policies while he was the governor of Indiana, including allowing businesses the right to deny LGBTQ clients and support for converse and support for conversation, Con conversion and therapy. supporting conversion therapy. Sorry, I said conversation. <laughs> he loves conversation. Um, Biden says he was referring to Pence in a foreign policy context and that. Quote, there is nothing decent about being anti-LGBTQ rights, and that includes the vice president, end quote. Biden is still weighing the idea of making a 2020 presidential run. Okay, this is kind of an example of how you handle something when somebody tells you that something that you said was problematic. Yeah. You say, okay, I was referring to him in that context, and I do not think that anti-LGBTQ is decent. That's end I don't think that him being anti-LGBTQ is decent. And that's yeah. that. And now yeah. it's done. Yeah, because um, when I was reading the article, they said that uh, Biden and Pence were at like a world like a world leaders foreign policy summit or something like that. And President Trump couldn't be there. So um, Pence stepped in and he like said, oh, Donald Trump says hi or like greetings from the president. And no one said anything. <laughs> <laughs> not that i would say anything either but um, wait what do you say when somebody stands in front of you and is like greetings from the president yeah. and biden was like tell well, him i say hi yeah and biden was like well at least he like came up here he's a decent guy to come up here and it's just like <sighs> it's okay just, like yeah i feel like maybe that statement is just like it was just taken like out of context like, yeah yeah He's a decent guy for standing up there and speaking to a completely silent room. Saying not for Trump says not hi. for hating not for hating gay people. Yeah, and like he his policies that he's like he not only just like his LGBTQ policies, but like just like how he's supported the administration and like the things this administration has done. And like thing is, like if you know Joe Biden, the minute Donald Trump like took office joe biden was like his number one critic i mean he, he had, wanted to get in a fight he literally he wanted, wanted to fist fight, fight donald him. trump yeah like he like he was he's like in like a well-known critic of donald trump so it's just like the thing is with donald trump he like to me personally mike pence is a lot scarier 
than Donald Trump is. They're both scary. They're both They're terrifying. Both terrifying. But I, mean, I like the thing with Mike Pence is that he actually has the actual support and backing of the Republican Party. Like Donald Trump is like pretty divided amongst the party, but Mike yeah. Pence has like actual like has like an actual reputation within the Republican Mike, Party. Like okay, he's kind of creepy looking. Like he, he reminds me of like a character in a movie who's like the super evil bad guy who like has all of this power and he can do whatever he wants to yeah. like destroy the lives of people which and he does which, like when he was governor of indiana kind of, which he was yeah it's just like i if like i like not knowing like i guess like saying like oh he's a decent guy and like i guess like immediately maybe he didn't think of like oh well he's like oh he's homophobic so i'm not going to like i like understanding that that's not like the first thing that came to his mind I guess makes sense, but it's also, like, in a political context, which this was also a political context, it's, like, you need to understand the repercussions. Like, he's literally, like, endangered right. thousands of lives because of his policies. Right. Like, on one hand, it's, like, understandable to say it referring to one thing, but at the same time, like, you are a guy standing up in front of, like, the whole world saying this, yeah. like... You got to be careful about who you say is a decent guy right now because a lot of people don't think that Mike Pence is a decent guy and a lot of people yeah. don't think a lot of people are a decent guy. Um, and I just wanted to make a quick note here. Um, obviously, Emily and I are being really biased on this show. <laughs> You're allowed to disagree with us. Yeah, like We are not yeah. trying to tell you. Okay. The thing about like people in a room discussing news is that there's going to be a bias like you can't you really you really can't avoid it and when you so have similar I just, viewpoints that's like it seems like that's like the only direction you can head in right exactly so i don't want anybody to think that we are trying to um control your way of thinking even though we do want you to vaccine your kids please vaccinate but, your kids um, <laughs> and I don't be racist i want to let you know that you can disagree with us and like we're not trying to like control the world with our yeah. radio waves but yeah. yeah, we're super biased about most of this stuff. Yeah. So just a little note in there yeah. just to let you know, like, we're sorry for being so biased, yeah. but it's going to happen and you're allowed to disagree with us. But this is this is us. This is what we're talking about yep. in our room together. Do you think this will like come back? Like, to maybe, yeah. <laughs> are you like, are you trying to play, uh, pursue a career in politics? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Um, no idea. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow. No, tomorrow I'm going to sit on a bus for six hours, but I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I have no idea. Honestly, I don't know. So, yeah, depending on what you do, this may come back to bite you. Yeah. Or you can just delete the whole podcast when you edit it later. Yeah. Do you think that Biden saying this will come back to haunt him when he if he decides to run? Definitely. I mean, Pretty much anything that you say in your whole it's life, come if back you to decide you. to run for president, it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah. But we do have, like, physical proof that even if you've said some crappy stuff, you can still be the president. Yeah. Um, Lindsey Graham, uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, he's, um, to be a little biased again, he's a mess. <laughs> he's a senator. <laughs> he's a mess. Um, he said, he tweeted that. He doesn't support Joe Biden on some of his policies, but he appreciates him being an honest man, which I was like, oh, OK, that's like you're not the best human being, but that's pretty nice. And then he went on to say, so when are Democrats going to say the same thing about Donald Trump? Uh, <laughs> I was just like, OK, that's okay. not okay. that's not how it First works. First of all, you can't say <laughs> Donald Trump is an honest man because there's a whole uh, hearing with Michael Cohen going on yep. about it right now. So, yep, it's 
it just it doesn't work like that it doesn't yeah. it doesn't work like that not saying that like joe biden is like the man of honesty because he's not no like everybody uh, lies yeah, um joe biden has, has lied but it's a different expecting something from joe biden than from donald trump right and uh oh wait okay we have to go back yes. to, we have to go to our break um we're trying something a little bit weird, so if the next thing that we play cuts off right away, it's because it's wrong, okay? <laughs> um, so we will be back and talking about more news. It's half past the top of the hour, and here's your WHIP Sports Update. Hey, sports fans. I'm Dom Gillespie, and this is your sports update for March 1st, 2019. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it finally happened. Bryce Harper is no longer a free agent. He ended up signing with the Philadelphia Phillies. The contract is for 13 years, $330 million with no opt-outs. The Phillies become the first team in history to add three position player all-stars to their team in the offseason. The Sixers took on the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. They were without Joel Embiid and Boban Marjanovic. The Thunder were without Paul George. Philadelphia came out on top by a score of 108-104. to Tobias Harris led all scorers with 32 points. Their next game will be tomorrow against the Warriors. Some fun news for Temple football. Cornerback Rock Yassin and running back Raquel Armstead were invited to the combine. Rock is projected in the first three rounds while Raquel is projected to go in the fifth or sixth round. Both are trying to up their draft stock and showcase their skills on the big stage. Good news from the Eagles this morning. As all-pro defensive end Brandon Graham got a three-year contract extension, the savior of Philadelphia in Super Bowl 52 is sticking around a little longer. Today's weather on Broadstreet will be partly snowy with a high of 37 and a low of 30. For the reports half past each hour, this has been Dom Gillespie reporting for WHIP Radio, Philly's number one college radio station. Okay, we're back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I accidentally um, killed the talk break right when it started, and then my next song started to play. So, sorry about that. We are back now. Um, and we are going to talk about some, some news in the White House. There's always news in the White House. Always something going down in the White House. Um, yeah, so basically this is about Jared Kushner. He is President Trump's. He's his son-in-law, and he's one of his advisors. And so this is Trump. This is coming from the New York Times. Trump ordered officials to give Jared, Jared Kushner a security clearance. So last year, President Trump ordered his chief of staff to grant Jared Kushner top-secret security clearance. In response to this request, the White House chief of staff at the time, John Kelly, wrote an angry internal memo about how he had been, quote, ordered to give Kushner the clearance. The White House counsel at the time, Donald McGahn II, also wrote an internal memo outlining the concerns that had been raised about Mr. Kushner. The recent disclosure of these memos directly contradicts statements from Trump, who said in January that he had no role in his son-in-law receiving clearance. Mr. Kushner's lawyer had also said that he went through the standard clearing progress, and his wife, Ivanka Trump, said the same thing three weeks ago. The decision last year to grant Mr. Kushner a top-secret clearance upgraded him from his earlier temporary and interim status. Officials had raised concerns about Mr. Kushner's real estate businesses and their ties to foreign government and investors. The upgrade in his status also generated criticism for Mr. Trump because he then had two family members serving in official capacities. 
While the president has the legal authority to grant security clearance, in most cases the decision to grant one is made by the White House's Personnel Security Office after the FBI performs a background check. If there's a dispute about how to move forward, then the White House counsel makes the decision. Very rarely does the president grant security clearance himself. So back in May, the White House counsel, they told Mr. Trump not to grant Kushner the security clearance, but the next day, Trump ordered Kelly to do it anyway. The initial background on Jared Kushner lasted for more than a year. Um, The clearance was held up in part over questions from the FBI and the CIA about his foreign business contacts. During the 2016 campaign, Kushner was part of the group who met with a Russian lawyer claiming to have dirt on Hillary Clinton. And then during the presidential transition, Kushner had a meeting with the Russian ambassador at the time, Sergei Kislyak, and the head of a Russian-owned bank. When he applied for a security clearance, he originally did not reveal those meetings, but he later added them. House Democrats are in the early stages of an investigation into how several Trump administration officials obtained clearances, including Mr. Kushner. So um, right now the president is dealing with a lot of stuff, um, namely the Cohen testimony. Mm -hmm. But now here's another thing that he is that he's working that he has to deal with um i think it's really interesting that like this he had more than one um more than one family in a white house capacity you know like reading through that it was like this previous member of his staff who is now left his staff like yeah. is he just like he's just replacing every he just has to like keep replacing everybody and eventually like yeah. maybe it's just better for him to just fill it with his family the majority of like his top ranking officials in his cabinet have been replaced like attorney general chief of staff um secretary of defense if i'm not mistaken yes that was recent i yeah. believe mm-hmm. um yeah and so like he's put his members of family into these positions of power as his advisors and then just like bypass like all of the regular rules to like put them there which is a little bit it's like it's kind of a no-no like it's possible obviously because he did it but it's concerning how much power he's giving to his children and to his family members because that's not how it's supposed to work (laughs) Um, right people don't like you to give that much power to to your family they don't quite literally becoming like almost a monarchy where it is it's like okay like here's the whole family like he's his whole family is taking over the white house which is a little bit terrifying because there's supposed to be this like this like people in there to check you like when you do Mm -hmm. something that you know some people might not like and yet you know he he's using his family in those positions and they're not going to check him if he does something and they're just going to let him do stuff. And, like, I mean, Jared Kushner is shady, to be honest. I'm pretty sure he has a brother that's also shady. Yeah. Not 100% sure of the extent of it. I remember reading something somewhere. But um, it's, like, like, as you said, like, the fact that, like, by putting his children in these positions of power, they're obviously not going to, like, undermine his authority. So, like, they're obviously going to let him get away with doing things that people who were, like, people who like should be in those positions would and it's also like you giving like top security clearance to members of your family that like that like poses that like puts everyone at risk basically because like i mean it's a security threat like the fbi 
back like their background te- check determined that he should not be made he should not be given that security clearance yeah. and he did it anyway which is you know it's concerning although um sometimes i wonder like what kind of, oh gosh like what kind of secrets are they keeping if he what needs is- to like put so many people in his family like give so many people in his family top security clearance right like what does he want to talk to them about what is it what's happening mr trump and like if something were to happen to his family that would take out like half the people at the top of the clearance list because like then like what's gonna happen like who's gonna like what's gonna like who's gonna know the most information after that yeah it's um, like, like i mean you shouldn't like politics isn't really like a family matter it's not an issue that yeah. you should directly involve your family in. i mean there have been like you know powerhouse families like in the bush politics, and the kennedys and, like, the Ken- yeah yeah that was exactly who i was yeah. thinking of <laughs> but they didn't you know um jfk didn't become the president and then give his whole family top security clearance yeah it's just like it doesn't work like that and if the fbi tells you not to give him security like also it's like it's his I understand, like, him being close with his son-in-law, but it's also, like, that's your son-in-law? And, like, if something were to happen between him and Ivanka, this guy who's no longer part of your family knows all of the top secrets in America. Like, that's concerning. (laughs) That's concerning. Like, you, like, this is, it's not like someone that, like I said, you're close with. Like, if something were to happen between them, he knows everything. Wait, what if there's a big breakup and it, like, divides the whole family and then Jared Kushner exposes the government secrets? Actually, kind of, uh, Kushner exposed the secrets we want to know. Like, I'm, it's, you should not directly involve your children and your family and, like, your distant relatives or family or whatever into this because, well, one, it looks like he's just, like, building an empire, um, an empire that I'm not really sure I want to see. <laughs> and, two, it's also, like, you need to put the needs of this country over who needs to know what's going on in, like, the secrets of this country, you know what I mean? Like, you should be more focused on like gun control, education reform, right. healthcare, instead of like being mad that the FBI didn't clear your son-in-law when they said he should not be cleared to begin with. Yeah, and I mean his whole like even his application for top security clearance was shady. Like he didn't even include the meetings with Russia that we know that he was exactly. in. Exactly, and he was like. And then, like, after when he amended his his application, like, amended your application and included them, then his lawyer was like, oh, yeah, it was an oversight. He accidentally didn't include the meetings with Russia. It's like, like there are so, and, like, there are a lot of people in this administration who are shady. Like, not saying that, like, other people in the government aren't shady because they're, like, <laughs> there are a lot of shady people in this government. But, like, the way this administration is running right now and, like, the secrets that they're hiding and, like, the things they're refusing to tell the American public. Like, this is only just making it worse because you know he met with Russia. You know you have an investigation going on about you colluding with Russia. And it's just like, why are you giving him top security clearance? Like, are you going to use it to help Russia? Like, I just, I, there's too many pieces to put together. It's unsettling. And um, I feel like there are going to be a lot of, like, we're going to be on break and we're not going to be able to talk about it. And there's going to be like a ton of bombshells. I'm sure like this next week, everything and a drops half, on Fridays, like yeah. and next week, not to mention, cause we're not here. Right. It, I mean, it's going to be super, like, I feel like a lot is going to go down over the next few weeks, just with everything that is coming to light about the Trump administration right now. Um, and we're going to have to like get super all caught up on it next week. And yeah. 
tell you about it. But for now, we're going to move on to another story. This one's sort of a happy story, I think. I like it. Um, uh, this is coming from the New York Times. A Pakistan, uh, Pakistan has freed the Indian pilot who was beaten by a mob and then served tea. Um, so Wing Commander Abhinandan Varthaman, I really hope I pronounced that right, but I think I did. Um, he was shot down by Pakistani forces on Wednesday. When he parachuted into Pakistan, he was surrounded by an angry mob and he tried to eat some of the important documents that he was carrying, and then he was badly beaten before being taken in by Pakistani forces. So over the next few days, videos of his interrogations were being released. In some, he would be blindfolded and beaten. In others, he would be cleaned up and drinking tea. Um, and this guy, he has a really stoic appearance. He has a super big black handlebar mustache, and people kind of liked him and like how cool he looked and how like calm he was so he became the face of the conflict between pakistan and india um and tensions have eased between them when he was released today so yeah um i know like the tension between pakistan and india it's not like obviously not something that's like just happened it's been going on since they were both like declared independent I, yeah, I mean, this is there have been there has been a lot going on between those two countries yeah, over for the sure. past like I don't know century maybe. Yeah, um, like it all started like after like the British came and colonized, and yeah. like basically like forced yeah. uh, like Britain. Why do you always colonize and cause war? Like <sighs> that's Seriously. a debate I don't want to get into. <laughs> we don't have enough time to get into that one, but like they forced like um a lot of like um the Hindus to the south and then. The Muslims to the north. So then, when they separated, it was like Muslims in Pakistan, and then um, a lot of Hindus in South India. And I'm glad that like releasing the pilot eased some of the tensions, but the tension is never going to go away because of. And it's not it's just like it's not like just like political tension either. It's like literally like cultural tension. Like a lot of people from these countries like have hatred for the other that runs so deep. Like it's not like something that it's like generational hatred. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah. And actually, like, tensions really did seem pretty eased at the time. Um, mm-hmm. He was supposed to be released at 5 p.m. standard time. Um, their time, you know, mm-hmm. it's before 5 p.m. for us. But he was not released until 9.30 p.m. But, you know, the whole time, like, Indian officials waiting, they were, they were like, chill. They were just, like, calmly waiting for him. And then they, the Pakistani, they brought him, and he just kind of, like, he was like dressed all nice and he just like walked away with the Indian people and he was just all calm and he just and everything was good. Yeah, the it like almost like erases the fact like negates the fact that there were like airstrikes and like almost like a literal battle <laughs> between the two countries because of right. this. Yeah. Um that was why he was shot down. Yeah. Because he's a pilot yeah. and um there are airstrikes between them and Because they're fighting know. over uh control of Kashmir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in case you want to know a little bit about some Pakistani politics so we have to go in just another minute but real quick I want to plug some of the stuff that we do we are not going to be on air next week because it's our spring break and we're going to go off and do fun things uh we're going to travel for hours at a time and just have a really good time it's yeah. going to be awesome you get to see my dog so, that's all um, that matters 
<laughs> in the meantime, you can listen to our podcast. You can find them on Spotify and on our radio, which is whipturadio.com. We are actually in the process of getting a new radio set up. Um, we'll see when that drops. I don't think it has yet, so we'll tell you when it does. Also, check out the trackdown. I have no idea if it's being produced this weekend. I have. I've heard a lot of conflicting responses. So we're not really sure if there's an episode coming out this weekend, or if Yikes. there are two episodes coming out next week, no or idea. if there are two episodes coming out the week after next week. No idea about that one either. <laughs> yeah, we don't know, but we do have two episodes for the crackdown sort of lined up mm-hmm. to be coming out, and they will be coming out pretty soon within the next couple yeah. weeks. So check that out at um whip radio on youtube do not yeah. search the word whip you will not get <laughs> if, us if you search if the word whip you want to re-listen to this episode i swear when i edit it if it won't be as messy it'll be really neat. it'll look it'll it'll ha- it'll act like as if the whole technical difficulties we experienced for five minutes didn't happen yeah it's gonna sound really nice so we are gonna go off onto our spring break and i'm gonna leave you with some beach out see y'all later yeah have a good night everybody and have a good spring break